Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, my dear friend. Oh, what a mighty day it is. What a wonderful day that the Lord has made. And uh, I have good news for you. Oh, the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And his saving power is as powerful and mighty today to save as it was ever and as it ever shall be. And he has a wonderful plan and purpose for you, but also for your city and for your street, for your family and friends, your colleagues, your students that are with you at school. He has a mighty plan to save. Well, we are in the book of Jonah. It's only four chapters. And last time we spoke about people who are maybe running away from the presence of God, but how they can come back like Jonah. Oh, he came back into God's plan and purpose for his life as he called upon the Lord. You know, I think it's a mighty story we read here. We read about this great city, 120,000 people, inhabitants in that city of Nineveh. And uh, they were so wicked and evil that God said, I cannot keep it like this. Uh, The end has come for that city. And uh, he calls his servant, Jonah, to go to that city and preach against her. Not preaching uh, a, a, a message of hope, but just preaching that it's finished. Time is running out on that city and that there is uh, yeah, no hope. That's what you would think. But yet, even when it seems there is no hope, there was hope in that message. And that's what we're going to speak about today. You know, we read how Jonah, the first time after hearing this commandment that he should go to Nineveh, how he ran away and didn't want to do it. But the Lord takes this man and brings him into the depth of the sea. And after coming out of that darkness, that darkness of his life and the circumstances and the experiences he has, he is the right man for the job. You know, if you think of a city of 120,000, well, that's a big city. And especially in those days, they didn't have the TV, internet, the microphones and sound systems. I mean, if we would have a city on our mind to reach with the gospel of 120,000, it would take a lot of planning. And we would have to have a whole committee together with all these different tasks and a task force. And we would gather the churches and the youth groups and how many evangelists would you need? How many pastors and, and, and musicians and artists and advertisement agency, etc., etc., to reach this city? and how much finances would need to be raised uh, to bring the gospel to that whole city and how much uh, uh, would be necessary for venues. And, and, and uh, oh, you can just think of all that would be necessary to reach that city. But here we see that God, he takes one man, one man, and through that one man and the voice of that one man, God is able to save this great city of Nineveh of 120,000 people. Oh, that gives hope. (laughs) What a great story for us to believe that God is still able to rescue a family, 
a whole group of families, a whole city, the whole street, whoever uh, that he puts upon our mind, he's able to do it. And he does not always need these great things to do it. And let's believe the same for us today. When we look to the multitudes and to the nations that need to be reached, I tell you, I get overwhelmed sometimes as we are planning and strategizing for uh, new ways to evangelize and to reach the lost. And we think of all these hurdles and obstacles that are in the way. And how can we reach the new generation, the young and the old and, 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 and what literature and broadcast programs are necessary? But you know, in my heart, I'm so happy that I know, oh, just a simple idea something that maybe is foolish in the eyes of man and in the world, something that is weak and small, God is able through that means to bring a great turnabout. And here we see that he had that one man whom he brought through the sea, through the depths of the sea. And after that experience that Jonah encountered such grace and mercy for his life, after he realized that he messed it up, that uh, as he himself says in his prayer in chapter two, that, that he was in the depths of the ocean and the engulfing waters, they threatened him and the deep surrounded him and seaweed was wrapped around on his head and, and he sank to the depths. There was no more life for him. He was cut off of all life, but yet God's grace and God's goodness and God's power rescued him when he cried unto the Lord and brought him out of the depths and brought him to that place where he could once again fulfill the calling that was upon his life. And after that experience, he was the man for the job. He had that faith. He had that zeal. He had that, 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 that boldness to go to that great city of Nineveh and he just started walking through that city and preaching. Oh, he was preaching, <laughs> but his preaching was not a whole complicated sermon. He just started walking through that city saying, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. That was the whole message. There was no message, well, God is asking you to repent. God is asking you to go on your knees and go and, and, and ask forgiveness and, and plead for his mercy. And there was no whole explanation of the cross and the accomplished work of Jesus. There was nothing except that one line that kept going and going 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. And it says, and I think that is so Oh, that's something that makes my heart beat faster. That's something I so desire wherever I may preach the gospel. I desire to hear this same sentence. And then, and that's that it says, and the Ninevites, they believed God. I mean, oh, how wonderful if people believe God. The moment they come to that point where they believe God. Oh, when faith comes and they believe in God. Well, I'm not talking about how the demons believe in God. They also believe that God exists. And it says, and they tremble at it. But yet there is no faith that they believe God, that he is the great, awesome, wonderful 
creator of heaven and earth and that the fear of the Lord come, comes upon them. And here we read the Ninevites, they believed God and the fear of the Lord came upon them. And then, you know, the word, it went from mouth to mouth as Jonah kept walking and kept repeating that one sentence, 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. It says, and that word came everywhere and it even came into the palace and it even came to the ears of the king. And it says, even the king, he believed. The next time I'm really going to speak about the king and how he reacted personally to that word. But it says, and the king, he said something. He said, who knows? Who knows? God may relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. I think there's something powerful here. It says, who knows? Who knows? My friend, sometimes we can be in a mess and we can be maybe in sickness or in financial debt or maybe in marriage problems or with our children or grandchildren or or, or, or whatever circumstance, maybe you've ran away from the Lord or ran away from your calling, whatever it might be, or maybe when you look to your city or maybe when you look a lot closer to your family, you say, well, huh? It's our hope is gone. And, and we know what the Bible says and we know that God is graceful and merciful, but we also know that, yeah, Jesus said, I do not come to condemn men. Men is already condemned. We know that there is that judgment coming and, and sometimes we can already give up and say, well, that judgment is coming, so it's over with, it's over with. But the king, he said, but who knows? Maybe, maybe God will relent with compassion and turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. You know, we give up on our family. We give up on our friends. We give up on our colleagues. We give up on our city. It just overwhelms us when we see the evil, when we see how they maybe run away from the Lord, how they engage in a sinful life. And maybe we say, well, it's over with, it's finished. But the king said, but who knows? Who knows? God may be, be merciful to us. And so he cried everyone. He cried and called everyone to pray and to fast and to seek the face of God. From the gray-headed elderly to the children and the babies and even every animal they could not eat, they had to fast and they had to pray. And why did he ask them to fast and to pray? Because he said, who knows? Who knows? If we do this, we've heard the message. It's finished. We've heard 40 more days and this city will be overturned. But who knows? Who knows? Oh, my friend, if I think of Nineveh, I, I, I see the, 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 the depth of their sin. I see the, the wickedness. And, oh, I think it would make your eyes pop out if you would walk through Nineveh and just see the evil wickedness. But you don't have to go to Nineveh in those days. We have the same today in the world, when we, maybe in your own city, or maybe when you watch the TV on the news, you see the wickedness and you would think, well, it's over. And, and then when the sinner, you know, finds out that his time is running out and that the destruction, the end is so terrible. 
I mean, this is what happened to the Ninevites. This is what happened to the king. Suddenly, somehow, that one sentence preaching of Jonah, it opened up their eyes. It, 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 it aroused them from their sleep. It, 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 uh, it awakened their conscience that they suddenly see we are, we are in wickedness. We are in darkness. We are in sin. And in the end, it's, it's just 40 days. It's just 30 days. It's just 20 days. It's so near, so near. And what about the ending? It doesn't say what the ending is, but it's, it's going to be a terrible ending. The whole city is going to disappear and be overturned. And you know, when that happens in the life of a sinner, that he suddenly is awakened by the Holy Spirit to see that his time is short and that his ending will be so terrible. Well, the Bible talks about a hell. Jesus talks about the outer darkness where there is the gnashing of teeth and, and it's a terrible place of torment. You know, it doesn't say too much about hell. I don't think we could handle the real revelation of hell. I mean, that would make even life today terrible if you just had to think of hell, how terrible it is and how how friends and family and whole cities are, are going to hell and how, it, how terrible it will be for eternity. Oh, I tell you, we couldn't handle if Jesus would really tell us everything about hell because the little that we do know about hell, it already, oh, it, 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 it makes me so... Oh, when you think of that, my dear friend, how terrible the hell is and how people will go there and be tormented and in darkness and there will be no way to escape or to get out. And that time is running out. Time is so short for the end is drawing near and we can see it on the many signs that are around us. And, and, and when we think of this, if that's the ending of our thoughts, it's a terrible thing. But in the mind of the king that came, if we repent, if we call upon the Lord, who knows? Who knows? And today I want to tell you, this is my message for you. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know, maybe for your married life or maybe for your children or grandchildren or maybe for your, for your business or, 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 or your finances or maybe your calling or your ministry or your church. Maybe you've gone through splits or other terrible things and and maybe you're ready to give up and maybe you think the devil has won and that it's all finished. But let me tell you today, the word of the Lord today is who knows, who knows if you will call upon him, if you will fast and pray, if you will seek his face for whatever you're seeking him, for whatever you need to seek him, who knows, God may be bring a change for you. Oh, and you know, the thing is, the king didn't know God. The king didn't know the scriptures like we can know scriptures. They didn't have the New Testament about Jesus Christ, the sacrifice who has been sacrificed for us that all blessings through him and every promise that is there of God's goodness and favor to us through Christ will come to us. The king didn't know. So for the king, it was who knows. But my friend, today I can tell you, we know. We know that if we call upon him, if we seek his face, if we ask him with all that is within us and plead upon this accomplished work of Jesus, 
we know there is forgiveness, there is hope, there is new life, there are miracles, there are promises of blessings, of God's favor. This is the acceptable year of the Lord for God's goodness to come. He will change the situation. He will change the things in your marriage or in the lives of your children or grandchildren or your business or whatever it might be. Oh, God is able. Oh, the king didn't have all this hope that we have today, but the little hope he had was, who knows? God maybe bring a change. And my friend, we know God will bring a change based upon what Christ has done for us. And so I want to encourage you today. The king, he called upon the Lord together with all the people. And it says at the end, when God saw what they did, and how they turned from their evil ways. He relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. Oh, how wonderful. God, oh, the king, he had that little spark of hope. He didn't know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but he had the fear of the Lord come upon him. He said, who knows if I do this, God will do it. And God did it. Oh, how much more you and me, my friend, who know that he is good, loving, and kind, and that he gave his son on our behalf. Oh, we know that he will do it. Oh, Father in heaven, I'm so thankful today that I may boldly come before your throne of grace. I can pray for my brother, my sister, my friend who is listening to this broadcast. You know the situation. And we know that if we call upon you, oh, we know, Lord, that because you love us and because you gave your son for us, that there is love and grace and forgiveness and there are miracles. Oh, there is your favor, Lord for your goodness to come and for change to come in our life. Bless those that are listening right now in the mighty name of Jesus and do a miracle for them and change their situation and the situation for their family and their friends in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 